0: Twenty something. Three, two, one. Welcome to my house, AKA the garage. Recent update I moved in. Yes, Mm -hmm. you did. Mm -hmm. You guys, this is episode ten. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm Luke. I'm here with Nick. What's up, guys? Hey. And today we have a very special guest. He's been my best friend for a long
1: time and brother. And
0: yeah, his name is Sebastian Alonzo.
1: Yeah. Mm, hey, yeah. hey. I'm Sebastian <laughs> Alonzo. Yeah. Not actually his brother, but um wish not, I could be.
0: Not by blood. Not by blood, but. As far as like second family goes.
1: Yeah.
0: We're pretty there. That's yeah. awesome. It's really good. Yeah. So, so, Sebastian just got back from six months out of the country.
1: Where were you, bro? I was in Australia and five other nations um, doing the Lord's work. Oh, the doing Lord's, Lord's work. work. A lot.
2: Yeah. We, we actually know what you were doing, but the listeners don't. So, what were you doing in those five nations?
1: I was uh, spreading the gospel and the love of Jesus and, yeah, just kind of following day in and day out what he was telling our group to do um just walking in obedience so, what, what what group were you in i was with ywam ywam yes and if you uh, we'll kind of get into what that is here in a minute but
2: yeah that's awesome man
0: um definitely so just in conversations outside of the podcast i understand like you have grown a uh, ton ton um in yeah. in that six months mm-hmm. um so just real quick Kind of give us a little bit about you and kind of who you were before YWAM.
1: Mm, Before YWAM, yeah. Um, Before YWAM, I was uh, in this company called Dutch Bros Coffee um, for seven, yeah, I think seven years. Um, And I was just kind of chasing success, chasing um, affirmation, chasing that anything that could kind of fill the hole. In my heart, and I was like, Yes, I was a Christian, but I was a lukewarm, like half and half. I'd call on God when I needed Him, but then otherwise, I was like, My life is in my hands. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna make money kind of thing. And with that, I would medicate when I was feeling low every once in a while. That grew to more often with alcohol and drugs or flirting with women, just trying to get affirmation or trying to patch that hole with things. Um, but yeah, but still just trying to be a nice guy and help people. And I was just ultimately lost in this, in this, um, lukewarm stage with God, not really knowing who I was, my identity.
0: What are, what were people's experience with you versus your experience with yourself before this adventure, before like mm. going to, and doing YWAM? Cause I mean, like, honestly, from first person perspective, you carried yourself like so well mm. and everybody loved you and still did and like nobody knew about this toil that was going on in your heart and in your mind and I think that's probably like the biggest challenge because you were doing you so well Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so it was like this hard thing to I don't know probably like humble yourself before God because it was like God I'm doing really good Mm -hmm. people think I'm doing good I'm doing good you know Mm -hmm. kind of a thing so sorry I didn't mean to steal the mic but that's like first person experience Mm -hmm. you know so yeah what do you think?
1: yeah I mean on an outward look I think it looked very like put together and I'm doing the right things I knew how to I know how to talk that's like a blessing and a curse like I know how to relate to pretty much anybody that's put in front of me but at the same time, with being able to talk very well, there, there can be a level of like deception where I can make you believe what I want you to believe about me, based on what I say or how I act. But really, behind closed doors, sometimes you know you're dealing with all these things. Um, yeah, and I think just with that whole outward appearance to inward appearance, um, I really am about other people. I really am about chasing other people's hearts and making them feel special and making them feel loved. But the big issue was I didn't know how to do that for myself. Mm. Therefore, I was going around trying to fill all these people's cups and affirm all these people and just be a lovey-dovey guy. And I got to the end of my rope because I was so empty because I didn't know how to love me or let God love me because I was never kind of taught how. Yeah. So I was in this loss like I need to get filled and the only way I know how to feel good is by filling other people. And that's just like a toxic circle that I was in. And then you're just kind of looking for whatever will fix that quick fix. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so you ended up going to YWAM. Yeah. So before we get into that and kind of why or, and the what, the where, kind of walk us through quickly just kind of what YWAM is.
1: Yeah. YWAM is uh, Youth With a Mission, um, which was started by Lauren Cunningham. I can't remember exactly what year. 19-something. Um, it's been around for a while. But uh, he got this vision when he was 20-something about young people, waves of young people washing up on the shores of the nation, spreading the gospel and the love of Jesus. And so he started this organization, and now we're pretty much in every nation. We have a base, is what we call them, that you can go do a DTS, which is like the entry-level class mm-hmm. thing to start with YWAM, yeah. where you kind of grow your relationship with God and do an outreach. Well, DTS and stands for? Discipleship. Wow, I always have trouble with this word. Yeah. discipleship training school.
0: Discipleship training school. And that's so
1: um, that's how you kind of start with YWAM, and then there's a whole bunch of secondary courses, and um, yeah, growth opportunities with them. And so
2: that's awesome. So what? So obviously the DTS, that's kind of like the basic training, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the the general, you know the. And then what What else did you do beyond that? Did you do anything beyond, beyond that? or
1: No, so right now I've just done the DTS. Okay, so that's
2: yeah. that was the diff- five different places you went, which were...
1: Mm, yeah, so we did a three months of lecture phase, which is getting to know God and growing in your personal relationship with Him and just, yeah, getting close to Him. And then we go on an outreach, and we went to Thailand, India, Greece, Uganda, and Brazil on outreach, spreading the love of Jesus and the gospel. So That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: Well... So we, we kind of talked a little bit and touched on where you were before this experience. Mm-hmm. What, what, what led you to YWAM? You know, maybe like where, what, what made you decide to go to YWAM?
1: Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was kind of <clears throat> in this spot of just being really lost, not knowing what I'm really doing with my life, feeling like chasing success got to a dead end because I couldn't be happy. I couldn't find this niche, you know? And if I, if I can't be happy my work is going to start being, crappy all this stuff so it came down to just medicating really hard mm-hmm. one night and uh, yeah I ended up making some poor decisions that led me to the hospital which then led me to the detox center right um, which you know it's humbling to say but in that detox center I was kind of going through this 8 8 month um, thing of healing I was going I was trying to pursue healing my heart and seeing what God wanted for me, but I was still not giving him everything. Right. You're still holding on to pieces. Yeah. So I was in this intense season of healing, but still chasing my agenda. And so, yeah, I'm in detox, just kind of sitting there. And he really got to me and started to um, um, speak to me in there because I was stuck there for three and a half days. Couldn't do anything. It was probably one of the worst places I've ever been but it was so joyful just being there and all I could focus on was either the negative or what God was saying or his love and I was reading the book (laughs) fathered by God by John Eldridge um, which I know has a part in training ground which is kind of cool but I read that book and that and I finished it in detox and what I heard from God was you either chase me or next time you probably won't be here Wow so it's incredible so yeah, and then after that I was like what is chasing you look like, god? I don't I don't know, do I still work at Dutch? Do I do this? And I was just kind of figuring things out. And I knew YWAM since I was a kid. And I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to apply to a YWAM. Why not?" Got accepted and then here I am. So, Luke, you were you were kind of there through the whole thing with Bash. Friends
2: for 8 years now. Kind of what what did you see in that time?
0: Yeah, I was there for the
2: the whole thing with Bash. <laughs> um yeah, man, real. you
0: know, uh, my man needs to give himself a little bit of credit here because I think there was, there was a, there was a lot more moving parts going on. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't like this thing of like, you know, Bash was a horrible, horrible, sinner, awful, manipulative man, you know? Um, yeah, him, him and I had been like really solid friends for a long time and, this, this promise that we kind of made to each other. Um, it's not like we had like promise rings or anything, but we have these matching tattoos that are kind of like promise rings. Um, but we have these matching tattoos and when we got them, we're like, Hey, I want to be your Nathan, your Nathaniel. Nathaniel was this prophet that told David King David right after he like messed up with Bathsheba, you know, he kind of gave him the 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 lowdown the hey you like really messed up and so that was our relationship and so what i'm getting at is like we were like super close and um and kind of seeing him go through all of this and the ups and downs and this like crazy like transition in his life was you know he had gotten um some like huge promises from god and from other people like prophetically and so there's this like knowing of oh I'm, I'm made to be great, you know, and this kind of. This process with this baggage and really not knowing how to navigate it, and like messing up, but still knowing that he's like meant for greatness, and. Hmm. You know he, I you know I don't know I don't know where I was going with that but, um. Yeah. But he did th- good
1: and. I think. uh <coughs> what it is like I want to like give myself credit but, like I was a good person in this experience of going through the healing and everything but um I think it's really a crazy dangerous place for us to be lukewarm I think it's a sometimes a cool place to be but if you find yourself there too long that it kind of results in what happened in my life but um yeah like I was a Chasing what God had for me, but chasing what I had for me. And what I have to say with that is like there's this there's this Millennial thing of like you got to take charge of your life. You're gonna be important You're gonna be a millionaire like all these things, you know Like I want to be successful all this and it's me 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 me. I'm gonna do it So it's kind of like this playing in my head But I still really cared about people and love people and I still wanted to do what God was doing for me And so I was just like trying to balance these things and it's never gonna work because God asks you to, like, you know, give it all to him. And once you do that, like, it's hard. And he's going to take you through some for healing. Sure. And he's going to take you through some intense, like, <laughs> identity. Like, really showing you who you are and stripping things away, which is hard. But then it's the building. And ultimately, his mm-hmm. future for you is going to be incredible. Like, so, um, Yeah.
2: I'll give
1: myself credit that I was a great person, but there was a lot going on. Right.
2: So it just kind of, I mean, it's all leads to that lukewarm idea. It's like, no, you're a great guy. You're just making some mistakes, but you were just trying to navigate that. But you ended up deciding to kind of relinquish and Mm -hmm. and just give in and and follow God's plan, which ended up being YWAM. Mm -hmm. So walk us through the experience, man.
1: Yeah. What was it like
2: following God's call?
1: Yeah, being obedient, following God's call—that's kind of what it was. It was—it was cool when I first got there. I was in this intense feeling of like, okay, let's go. Let's—God called me here, and I'm—I'm I'm ready to heal. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to learn about Him. And you know, orientation kind of started out a little softer to get you into it. Right. And I was kind of a little turd, but at the beginning, like, where's the meat? But yeah, it got really awesome, and uh, yeah, really started to rebirth some emotions that i forgot i could feel that i forgot were even real like mm-hmm. so this is like god breathing into my heart and putting blood back into it like like i said i haven't been taking care of me for so long and he kind of was breathing back into my heart and pouring into me and it sounds like selfish but yeah it was like i was there for me ultimately i don't want it to sound selfish but that's well what god like had
2: it. you there because he wanted to work on you yeah exactly
1: yeah and so that whole three months was incredible. Him getting to my heart, like, really experiencing the power of the cross and just, like, weeping some nights. And um, there was a point probably a month in where I just feel like my eyes completely got fixed on God, and it was no turning back from there. Like, I was That's awesome. gung-ho in it, reading my Bible, like, not saying you need to do all these things to be a good Christian, but, I mean, if you want to hear from God and you want to be close to Him, I mean, you just, you read his word and you spend time with him just like any good that's friend. It's interesting.
2: It almost sounds like a turning point. doesn't almost, it is, it sounds like a turning point in your relationship with Christ and your relationship with God in general.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's
2: awesome. I mean, I, I experienced almost the, the exact same thing when, you know, I first met Christ. It was like a, like a light clicked onto my head and mm-hmm. I just started running that direction and never turned around. That's that's such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. that happens. Um So give me any 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 stories you want to share, or anything anything cool that stuck out
1: that you can't stop thinking about. I mean, uh, there's probably like a hundred different stories I could tell. Um, What do you want? You kind of want one from lecture phase when I was getting to know God, or you want one from outreach when we were? How about one of each? One of each. Um, Yeah. So there's this one time I was talking about the power of the cross that um, we were just talking about how the physical torture that God went through. Mm. and we watched this video of this doctor explaining what his body was going through. Mm-hmm. And um, so we watched this whole video and kind of learned about the anatomy and like, the actual, the physical, actual physicalness, yeah. the pain that he went through yeah. in torture. And then, uh, and then we listened to this, this little song called Loving Barabbas. I recommend it. It's amazing. I don't know who it's by, but we're sitting there, and I'm just focusing on God and what he did for us. And at that moment, he just showed me like all the pain and suffering he went through and it like doesn't even compare to all the crap I went through even like that night I went to detox and everything all that pain all the emotional pain and I was just on the floor drooling crying sobbing and it was just this intimate moment with God where I really felt close to him and I felt like wow like there's no turning back I will never second guess who you are or how much you love your kids Wow. So there's that. That's experience. awesome. That's that is awesome.
2: so fun to hear. Like God brought you there with the purpose of working on your heart. And he did. Yeah. That's incredible.
1: A hundred percent. It was, it was intense. So that was, um, the, um, lecture phase. Yeah. And then outreach. I mean, there's, which was in Australia. Yeah. Australia, right. sunshine right. coast, Australia, around the world. DTS do it. Do um, it. shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless plug. Rad place. Incredible leaders. But on outreach, we went to five different nations, so I probably have stories from all of them, um, from orphan ministry to um, door-to-door to to slum ministry to working at a refugee camp, all these things. But one of my favorite memories is when we were in Brazil, and we're in the favelas. And if you don't know what a favela is in Brazil, we're in Rio. It's kind of like the slums, the ghetto, like 12-year-olds carrying machine guns, stealing cocaine kind of thing. And so we're in there, and we're actually staying in one of the favelas, too. So one night we go to a Bible study, and uh, all of a sudden one of the translators is like, hey, something's going on outside, you know, the fence, which we're not really supposed to go because it's dark and we could get kidnapped or shot or something. He's like, you need to come with me. And I was like, okay. And I just felt God like, yeah, it's you for a reason. So prepare. And so I'm like walking Mm -hmm. out to the street like, okay, what am I preparing for? What am I doing? We get out there, and there's this guy with a walkie-talkie, and he's like the in front of the drug house, the drug point where everybody comes to get their deals. And he's watching over the favela with the walkie-talkie, making sure everything's good. You know, like police are here or cars coming down, turned left. He's like monitoring everything. And he's standing in the road, just bawling his eyes out. And he's just like at the end of his rope. And he's like, I just don't want to live this life anymore. Like I'm stuck. They, they, they blackmailed me into this. Like I'm 21, all this stuff. His name is Angelo, which means angel. Mhm. anyway so we're talking and everything and i start to relate with him about like obviously our situations are very different but but about, very similar to the same but very part. similar like he's uh. in this drug thing chasing the wrong things he's got this relationship with this girl like and so i just start relating with him and like um telling him kind of my testimony and just seeing what telling him what god has for him and what god sees in him and then he tells me about a dream he had about Um, standing in a suit holding a Bible in front of like a lot of people. And I was like, he's like, I believe it's from God that I'm supposed to do this. I just don't know how to get there. I was like, well, first it begins with believing in Christ and like putting him into your heart or asking him into your heart and just following him in obedience. And so we kind of talked for a bit and then I led him through the sinner's prayer and he accepted Jesus, which was like, I don't know. I just wanted to dance and we're hugging and everything. And then I, I just felt the Holy Spirit start to minister through me so, I told him some more like little tips of like how to obey God, what the first step should be for him to get out of this game. And he had like a week left. And anyway, long story short, he accepted Jesus and I got to see him the next day and everything, just like beaming with light. Mm-hmm. Still working his job because he had a week left. But he was just like, last night was good, man. Like, just like telling me, he's like, I found this church, all this stuff. So, it was amazing. Just like that one experience, I could have left. The rest. I mean, like, God, if that was a one purpose of me doing this, that was amazing. That was incredible. Um, but he did so much more. The only sad part was that I didn't get to stay there and, like, disciple him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But right. I did but, connect him with the church, and he will get disciple. Yeah,
2: and, and it's like, you know, God had that moment for you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. not only did – it's so interesting the way that God works. Mm-hmm. And it's just so radical, this idea that God brought you – you were in a place where you needed work. You needed work on you and God wanted to work on you. And so to do that, he brought you to a place where he was going to show you how to work on others. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful. And I experienced it when I'm out being a young life, young life leader, mm-hmm. you know, discipling other people and leading others to Christ does almost as much work in you.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. You
2: learn just as much as they're learning. Yeah. And it's crazy how God uses those situations he, in order to teach you. He had to kind of use you mm-hmm. and yeah. That's that's the essence of kind of being obedient and doing what you did and, and just relinquishing yourself and, and letting him use you and, and giving in mm-hmm. all this grace, all this fruit bears from that.
1: Mhm.
2: N- you know and who knows what seed you planted there, but yeah. that's just a beautiful thing, man. Mhm. So those are a couple of stories. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more that we and can talk about more. later, but um kind of the aftermath man like we talked about the bash before you know who's bash now and what are you taking with you
1: hmm yeah bash now it's kind of funny i've only been back for almost three weeks but uh <laughs> they call it re-entry i could like just call it reality right um because you kind of just get plucked out for six months and then put back in as a different your spirit and your soul are just completely different but everything physically <laughs> is the same you know friends all this going on in the world it's a lot like training ground yeah it's, it's hard to explain to people what just happened to you spiritually and you know you just kind of have to let them see it but um what i'm taking with me is i think the biggest thing i saw god do while i was doing this whole experience was his timing his like perfect timing with everything and um uh just like his trust and his provision in my life in others lives Like, whether it be provision and money, whether it be provision and opportunities, everything is just like his timing was insane. Um, And so that's kind of what I'm taking, taking out is just, I don't really have a doubt right now. You know, like your faith will grow and be tested um, in the many different areas of your life. But I don't really doubt God anymore. Mm -hmm. I trust that, yeah, I'm kind of here trying to reenter into life but I'm at peace just like there's days that ah. I freak out like, hey, God, what's going on? But ultimately it's like your timing's perfect and your provision's perfect. And so I'm just going to take steps of obedience, of spending time with you. Um, I think that's honestly the biggest thing is coming back. It's really easy to get distracted by your friends, people yeah. that want to see you, coffee dates, But You really well, I need... i
2: you in forever. Let's go do this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But you really need to just like put him... Like, yeah, God, you're my number one. I'm going to chase you. But then what that looks like in your day-to-day is, like, before you schedule anything else in your day, you better schedule God in first. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time with that sometimes because you wake up, you're like, ah, oh, like, what's going on Instagram? You know, you pick up your phone yep. immediately. You're trying to uh, catch this, up. Yeah, stuff like that. So I think the biggest thing is just, like, really spending time with him. I know it sounds corny, but set aside time, read his word, and just sit in silence with him. And yeah, just trust that He's going to use you throughout the day, and just ob- be obedient—not not just obedient to what He's telling you, like in your own life, but like in His Word. Be obedient to what it says in His Word. Um, is huge. Um, that's awesome, man. So you no, know,
2: you know, for the twenty-something guy listening, some resources you did mention. Um, you read John Aldridge's book. Mm-hmm. Which Fathered, one was it? Fathered
1: by God, Fathered <coughs> John Lynch. Fathered
2: by God. Also read Wild at Heart you know, yeah. Anything about Eldridge really. Any other resources you'd recommend?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many resources that I was listening to (laughs) like different podcasts while I was on outreach and stuff that ministered to my heart. But what was your,
2: what was your favorite podcast listen to while you were over there?
1: (sighs) it went between three. I listened to the elevation church with Stephen Furtick Uh podcast. I listened to, um, uh, what's his name? Todd White's podcast. And I listened to, uh, Uh, Messenger International, which is John Bevere's uh, company. For sure. But at the same time, I was reading Killing Kryptonite. Amazing, amazing book. Blew my mind. It's a lot about obedience as well.
2: Killing Kryptonite. Killing Kryptonite. Who's
1: that by? John Bevere. John Bevere, okay. And then now I'm reading a book called uh, Where Are You, God? It's about the wilderness season. Who wrote that one? John Brevere. awesome so John Brevere.
2: Check out John well. Check, um, check out the
1: Johns. John Eldridge, John Check out Also,
2: so just John. to the twenty-something guy listening, also that's that's kind of searching, is kind of in that lukewarm place where where you found yourself, but wants to get that passion, that fire. What what, what would you what would you advise? Like what what would you say?
1: Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that stuck out the most to me is the phrase "Fear looks, but faith jumps." Mm-hmm. And so, if you're looking to to really dive in with God, it's not like a "Hey, let me check this out. Let me see what's going on." Just jump, just go, because God's gonna God's gonna have His hand there if you trust yeah. Him and you just jump off that cliff. Like, all right, you know, that's poof, awesome. there's it. Think about
2: think about YWAM, think about training ground.
1: Yeah, you know? YWAM training ground. Just anything that's just chasing Him a hundred percent, or like, whatever
2: oh. it is that He's that you hear.
1: Yeah, like you heard Him.
2: I guess YWAM was kind of presented to you. Yeah. For me, it was training ground kind of just happened. But maybe listen, and when, when you get that idea, like of what it is, then then jump, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Go all in. Mhm. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. If what you're doing isn't isn't advancing your relationship with God, or even the people around you, aren't helping you advance the relationship with God, change, change it.
2: That's so so relevant too, especially because a lot of people our age or guys our age are just now graduating college mm-hmm. and they're going back to see back home to their hometown. And it's like, Oh, are you going to fall into the old habits of all your friends? Mm-hmm. That's not a, necessarily always a bad thing, but what are the habits? Mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you, if your friends are, are leading you down a path or they're heading down a path that you're not on? Mm-hmm. Well, if you go hang out with them, you're going to end up falling off your path. So it's a hard thing to do, but mm-hmm. it's something you have to do sometimes is kind of assess where you are and who's around you and surround yourself with people that have the same goals as you um,
1: yeah same yeah. heart so
2: well Bash thanks so much for being on the podcast man we really appreciate it And yeah dude it was sick yeah.
0: it was awesome yeah <laughs> and thanks Nick for uh, leading that conversation it was it was just nice to just like sit back and listen list, to your friend listen to my boy that's awesome man. well hey thanks a bunch you um, can't stop we'll see you later
2: you can't bring us down So good. Yeah, thank you, Bash, Sebastian, Seabass, um, for coming on.
0: He's a man of many names.
2: Yes, many names, many talents, and many...
0: It's almost bad how many talents he has. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot. He's
2: one of those guys that's just good good at everything, naturally. Yeah.
0: You're like, but hey, do you want to play this new sport? He's like, I've never heard of it. But He's a pro
2: the next day. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, um,
0: he's a good dude with many talents and... and uh, I think this episode was really good to show y'all, like, just what God can do through you and, like, what God can do for your heart, like, just being willing to obey and, and serve. Right.
2: Short, sort of um, an answer to a call, if you will, which uh, next week, you're looking forward to the next episode, kind of a precursor to an episode we'll be doing for you guys next week with Gary Barkley about calling. So be sure to tune into that. Yes, absolutely. Um, but also, Hey, we do want to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. So if you have any ideas on topics you want to hear, or you have questions for Luke and I, or questions for any of our guests we've had so far, please email us. Send um, us a
0: letter via the internet.
2: Yeah. Nick, at, Nick at training ground.com, Luke at training ground.com or Instagram DM us on mm-hmm. TG Garage Talks.
0: That's probably faster. Yeah.
2: Either way is, is going to be... I mean, I know I check my email probably once a day. I really? I know how often Luke checks it. That's good. That's more um, grown up than me. But also, if you're enjoying our podcast and you like what we're doing, it's super important that you guys share um, with your friends, share um, on social media, and kind of get the word out about TG Garage Talks. And also, something you can do to help us out is subscribe on iTunes, leave us a comment, leave us a rating. Um, that'll really help us be able to continue to do this and bring you guys this podcast
0: yeah definitely and it would uh, let us be able to reach more people so if you like it don't be selfish yeah
2: for sure share
0: share the word also and then share our podcast yeah
2: don't forget to follow us on at TG Garage Talks if you're not already um, you'll find all of our updates on episodes as well as some really cool content um, coming from Luke um, on there. Oh, thanks, man. Um, also follow Training Ground Colorado. Mm-hmm. You can also find us online at www.tggaragetalks.com.
0: I repeat, that's Talks. You'll find all our
2: episodes there. You'll find descriptions on me and Luke. Or a little bit of our bio. You'll also be able to link to the main Training Ground page and get more information about participating in the summer, applying or giving just or just more information in general about about, about the mission. So yeah. Definitely. Um, We really appreciate you guys tuning in um, and hope that you guys continue to do so. And, um, yeah, I'm Nick. And I'm Luke. And this was episode 10 with Bash.
0: And this episode was called Called to Obey.